he said to them, with fervent desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I will no longer eat of it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took the cup and gave thanks and said, take, take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, gave thanks and broke it gave it to them saying this is my body which is given for you do this in remembrance of me likewise he also took the cup after supper saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood which is shed for you for behold the hand of my betrayer is with me on the table and truly the son of man goes as he has returned for woe to that man by whom he is betrayed and they began to question among themselves which of them it was who would do this thank you Lord. These were some of the final moments, the final hours of Jesus with his disciples. As they were commemorating the Passover, Savior, meal. It's the moment where Jesus instituted what we now refer to as the Lord's Supper, or Holy Communion, and it's so significant. But as we think about the sacrifice, as we think about the body of our Lord Jesus, about the suffering that he would subject himself to during those coming hours, the physical suffering, the emotional, psychological, and spiritual suffering, that he's subjected himself to. He'd been given that body, the physical body, born of the Virgin Mary. He grew. He knew what it was to be human. And let me tell you that he felt as much pain, physical pain, when he was being beaten, whipped. As you or I would have thought. Cried the same tears. Felt the same anguish. As you or I would have thought. This is the Saviour of the world. And even in the Garden of Gethsemane, the blood started to pour. Speaks of the new covenant in his blood. We give you thanks, Lord. Mm -hmm. 
you want to do, just want to give thanks.
your word and Lord, I want to ask you this. We just open our hearts, Lord, to me, to be taught through your word. Pray. Lord, you need to open the eyes of our understanding again. Lord, that we leave this place, not, not merely more than the knowledge. But the Lord, that we leave this place to touch, change, challenge, Lord, in a good way. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So, as we're moving into 2023, obviously, a lot of people we like to stop, we like to reflect, we like to give thanks for everything that's gone on and that's everything that's happened. Or some of us, you know, just uh, really sigh of relief we got to the end of it. Yes, the end of 2022. So, and, uh, but we're, we're, either way, we're looking ahead, we're looking into this new year. And as we've said, the one constant that we have in all of this, this new year, this upcoming year, is God. With all else, with everything else, things change. We change, people change, people change around us, attitudes change, you know, thinking changes, but we have that constant which is God, who is God. And I'm sure that you've got your goals and your, your targets for 2023. Anybody got any goals and targets? Look at that. My goodness. Yes. My target primarily, first and foremost, at the beginning of this year is to lose this Christmas bell. <laughs> to get back on track. Let myself go a little bit. You know, we have these, these goals, these targets. And that, that's not normal, guys. That's not normal. But uh, we need to make sure, you know, the, the goal, the target for our lives is Christ. It's Christ. And, you know, 2023, we've got 12 months ahead, and you know that those 12 months will fly away, aren't they? Yes. They will, because they do, don't they? Well, let me just tell you, remind you, it's just part of a bigger picture. And that big, bigger picture is your life. Until the day that you breathe and draw your last breath in this earth, the Holy Spirit of God is at work in you. He's working in you and He's working on you and He's shaping you and He's molding and He's conforming you to the image of Jesus Christ. If you're worried, if you're concerned, Lord, what is the will? What is your will for my life? Let me tell you, let, let that be the focus. Lord, that whatever, whatever I need to go through, whatever, whatever is coming in these next 12 months, that Lord, that will serve your purpose for my life, which is to be conformed to the image of the Son. To be molded to the image of the Son. Praise God. And it's like a race, isn't it? You see, I could say the next 12 months is the race, but it's not the race. The next 12 months is not the be all and end all. Because the, the fact is that this is a marathon, not a sprint. This is a, a, a long distance run. And it's going to require different qualities from us. And so I just want us to think about these verses of scripture for a few minutes. I'm sure that you've read many times Hebrews chapter 11. And all these wonderful examples of people of faith. And a lot of the things that they have to go through. In order to walk that walk of faith, in order to see or one day to experience the fullness of all that God had promised them. So many of them died in faith without having seen or received the fullness of all that God had promised to them. <coughs> so many of them had to lay down their lives in faith. You know, John, in John chapter 16, verse 33, Jesus said, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. So there you go, that's one promise you can, you can trust for 2023. At some point, in some way, you will have tribulation. In the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. Be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world, done it for you, so that you might overcome it as well. In other words, but when we think about these people and all the things that they went through and about their faith, we're told in verse 1, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. And the, the imagery here is of an arena, you know, an athletics arena. And uh, obviously it was very popular in the ancient world, as it is today, athletics. 
And so the injuries of the, the people, the spectators sitting in the stands, you know, looking down. And I won't read too much into that. There's nothing to, else to suggest that, you know, the, the saints in heaven are all gazing upon us in the way that we are running our race. I think, yes, the word witness can mean that, but I think it also it refers to the fact that these people testify by their lives that it's possible to overcome, that it's possible, they're witnesses. They testify to the fact that you can win this race. You can finish your race like they finished their race in faith. So what was it about their faith, guys? What can we learn about their faith that will help us in our race? Number one, their faith was consistent. <coughs> their faith was consistent. You know, consistency is something that lacks in the body of Christ. So many of us were blown around and our faith is blown around as well by the circumstances, by the trials, by the tribulations, by the challenges that we face. Like I said, we're all staring into 2023 wondering what's coming next, right? What's coming along? What things are we going to have to face? What things are we going to be rejoicing over in these coming months? And some of you have some real battles on your hands and you know that already. But let me just encourage you to see consistency in your faith. So many, when everything's okay, we're up there. You know? We're up there, we're feeling good, we're, we're, we're come to church, let's worship the Lord, everything's good. But then when something goes wrong, we come sliding down. And there's that inconsistency. Well, these people, they demonstrated a consistency in their faith. They all counted God as faithful despite the challenges and they anticipated the fulfillment of his promises. <clears throat> regardless of what they were seeing, regardless of the challenges, the trials, the tribulations, regardless of their own circumstances and their own experience, they trusted in the word and in the faithfulness of God. God, and that's what I've tried to emphasize this morning, the, the consistency of God, of who He is, He does not change. He's good and He's faithful. Regardless of the things that we are going through, the things that we are chosen, that we are facing, we are having to face. So many of us, we, we base our understanding of God on the things that we're going through. We start to relate to God as a good and faithful and wonderful God when things are going well, when things are going well for us. But when the things come upon us that we do not understand, things that, you know, the, the curveballs of life, shall we say, that are thrown at us, things that we weren't expecting, from people we weren't expecting, and they have an effect upon us, and we find it difficult then to relate to God as a good and faithful and loving God because of our own challenges, because of our own experience, because of our own frustration sometimes, with the circumstances, with others. But let me tell you that God is good and faithful. He's good and faithful in spite of our circumstances, in spite of our experiences, our challenges. The fact is that these people are able to maintain the consistency of their faith through, through it all. Because it required something different. It required endurance. We said he says here, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance. Endurance. I've shared this with you before, but I remember in my, my, my army days, you know, I'd look on the program for the next day, we'd see the word endurance run. And that usually meant pain. <laughs> something that was going to stretch you, something that was going to push you. It usually meant hills that you need to run with weight. You know, and you knew there was going to be some pain, but you knew that the, the, the outcome was, was positive, it was good, it was to build you up, it was to strengthen you, so that you could go further, so you could be stronger, so that you could endure more. You see, these people, they had to wait with patience, they had to run their race with endurance, not just maintaining the consistency of it, but they had to keep going, just to keep going. You know, it's not just about going up and down, up and down, but just to keep going. And that's what some of us, we need to do this year. We need to keep going, we need to be determined, we need to determine within ourselves that 
no matter what comes, no matter the challenges, the trials, the tribulations, that we will keep running with endurance. Why? Because God's given you a part to play in this race. And God has a finish line for you to cross. And you're not there yet. None of us are there yet. Amen. So we need to keep going. We need to keep going. Secondly, we see that they, they, they paid the price. They paid the price. What does he say? Let, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Let us lay aside every weight, which like I said to you at the beginning, is the first thing that I need to do in this coming new year. To lay aside every weight, the excess weight that I am carrying right now. Again, what does this mean? There are so many things that will slow you down. So many things that will hinder you on this race. You know, again, you, you see this imagery in other places in the Bible. Corinthians, for example, Paul is referring to, he alludes to, the, the, again, the, the athletics arena and the race that would take place. That is specific games in that area. It's called the Isthmian Games. And all those who participate, they had to, had to give assurance that they've gone through a rigorous preparation. At least 10 months of preparation where they subjected themselves to a disciplinary diet. Oh my goodness. You know, so, so they were, it wasn't just about running the race, it was about, it was about all the mental preparation. It was about being ready here because, you know, winning a race, you speak to the athletes, when you watch the races on television, you're only seeing the event itself, aren't we? We don't see all of the price that has been paid to build up to that particular moment. We don't know, we don't see and, and see into the minds and the hearts of these athletes who only they know what they've had to do to get to that place where they're ready to run this race and run to win. It starts here, it starts with determination. It starts with a mindset. Let us lay aside every weight Every burden, anything that will hinder you, anything that will impede us to finish this race that God has set before you. What is it that is burdening you now in this race? What is it as we step into 2023 that is slowing you down, that's affecting your race? What is it that's, that could, could hold you back from crossing that finish line? Well, that's what the Lord would say, lay aside, lay aside every weight, and look what he says, and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And so you can see that there's a distinction between the weight and the sin. Not everything that will slow you down and hinder you is necessarily sin, sinful. And that's why we spend so much time going when we think, well, the Bible doesn't say that, do know the Holy Spirit is, is making you uncomfortable about that, that, that which is slowing you down, that which needs to be laid aside, that weight, what is it? Oh, it's not sinful, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be, but it can slow you down. The burdens, things that we carry, it can slow you down on this race. You've got to run with endurance, you can't, you don't need these things slowing you down. And the sin, which so easily ensnares us. Notice here the with the presence of the definite article, the sin. And it's there in the Greek as well, the sin. And it most probably refers to the sin of apostasy. Because that's what Hebrews is about, I believe. It's making sure that these Hebrew Christians understand who Christ is, and that he is the fulfillment of everything that was foreshadowed in the Old Testament. You understand? And because of their own difficulties, because of their own challenges and trials, they were facing the possibility of sliding back into the old ways. Sliding back into the Old Testament shadows when Christ, something more superior, something more wonderful had come. That God has spoken to us in his last days through his Son, Jesus Christ. And so we need to be radical in our battle with sin. Again, not everything that will slow you down is necessarily sin. But we all know the sins that grieve us and grieve the Holy Spirit as we, walk, as we run this race, right? 
And God wants us to get radical with this this year. What is it that you're dealing with? What is it that you know right now that the Holy Spirit is grieved over in your life? And I'm not saying these things to condemn anybody because we've all got our own battles, all of us, every single one of us. We battle with sin, don't we? Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. You see, he knew what it was. He knew it wasn't just about standing and preaching to everybody. He knew that it was necessary to live that life as well. He had his own battles, if you don't believe that, and you can read through Romans chapter 7. <coughs> just like you and I, because we're all human beings, and we're all wanting to please God, yes? That's the main thing. We want to glorify God in our lives, in this upcoming year. Paul said in Philippians 3, verse 7 to 8, what, what things were gained to me, these are kept and lost for Christ. Yet indeed I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ. Because that was his one focus. That was his one goal. Everything that he thought he'd learned, everything that he thought he knew. You know, the, all the way that he excelled in Pharisaism. All the things that he stood in and so on, everything fading into insignificance because he was willing to pay the price because he wanted to know Christ. To know Christ. To be Christ-like. Hallelujah. Let's cast off the sin that so easily, look at those words, it so easily ensnares us or entangles us. That's what we're up against. It can entangle you, it can ensnare you, but it doesn't have to. Amen? Bless the Lord. The first thing, the third thing that we see is that their eyes were fixed on the goal. Their eyes were fixed on the goal. Verse 2 says, looking unto Jesus. Shouldn't have to say anything. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, in 2023 as well, the author and the finisher of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Friends, what is it that's going to give you the strength? What is it that's going to give you the, the endurance that you need to cross that finish line? What is it? It's when you fix your eyes on the goal. You fix your eyes, you fix the passions of your heart and your soul on that goal. The ultimate goal. And yes, if you want to apply that to 2023, if you want to try to get to the end of the year. Okay, but again, it's just part of a bigger picture. And God does not fail. God does not fail. He will bring about His purposes in your life. No matter what you are going through, no matter the trials, the temptations, the difficulties, the challenges that you are facing, God is able to turn around all things for the good. All things for the good. You said it doesn't feel like good, but you just have to trust that you know He knows what's good for us. We wouldn't. Very often we would not choose the path that He chooses for us. Oh, certainly not, as I'm sure that Joseph didn't when he received those visions, those dreams from heaven. The path of fulfillment was a difficult path, a path that never would have imagined that he would have had to walk. But he trusted. Hallelujah. Our eyes need to be fixed on the prize, on the goal. Philippians 3 verse 6 says, But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press, I press toward the goal. For the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. You know, you, you look at the Apostle Paul, you read the book of Acts, look at the things that he went through. You see this man being stoned, you see him being whipped, you see him being, going through injustice, being thrown into prison, and you see him, you know, at one point he's stoned, he gets up and goes back into the city and he just cracks on. He keeps going. With endurance. 
What is it? What's the secret to that? You know, what is it? Well, I believe that he's pressing on toward the goal. He's pressing on. His, his eyes were fixed on the prize, on the goal of things. And no matter what came at him, he was going to reach that goal. He was going to cross that finish line. Oh, and he did. And he did. And he ran well. And it was hard. But he got there. Praise God. Why? Does he say, Jesus, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. You see, he had a vision. He had a vision that could see beyond the cross, the Lord Jesus. He knew that no matter what he had to go through, it would be worth it in the end. It would be worth it, and that's what we need. We need it in life, we need it this year, we need it every year. We need it every day. So that whatever you go through, whatever you're going through right now, the challenges and trials, whatever, you know, if you're not, praise God. Rejoice, give thanks to God. But if you are, praise God. Rejoice and give thanks to God. Just keep going. Keep going. Look beyond it. Jesus endured it as he could see beyond it. These things are but for a season. You know, these light and momentary afflictions, they're, they're nothing compared to the weight of glory that's going to be revealed in you. Nothing. It's all working together according to his good purpose, his good and perfect plan and purpose. Praise God. Let's just trust him. Amen. So, I promise you I'll finish early this morning. Have I gone? Is it 40 minutes yet or what? Alright, so what we're seeing, we're seeing we need to maintain the consistency of our faith. Let's if we need to change, let's change. Let's keep that faith steady. Steadfast, no matter what we're facing coming into 2023. You know, second, let's be willing to pay the price. God's going to show you, I know He will, and He probably already is. He's going to speak about certain things as He will. Certain things that He wants us to lay aside. Let's not spend time arguing with Him, trying to justify. Let's try and let's be obedient. Yes, as we come into 2023, that battle with sin. Battle with sin. Yes, it goes on. You know, it's not it's not a New Year's resolution that's going to sort that out for us. It's not. Again, read Paul. You see, there's something stronger than the will. But it's as we walk, sanctify life, as we allow the Spirit of God to work in us, He will. Amen? Keep battling. Keep battling. Thirdly, that we don't allow ourselves to be distracted. We fix our eyes on the earth.
And sometimes I think we're going to take with a, with a song. I don't know if you'll know this one, but this is a personal favourite of mine. Jesus. Amen. Amen. 
Our vision is to be a worshipping community at the heart of Kings Winford. Where every home is an expression of the Kingdom. And every believer a disciple of the King. Our mission is to be obedient to the Great Commission. Through the faithful proclamation of the Gospel. Developing, equipping and sending of disciples. Welcome to King's Weaford Christian Centre.